What up, close out to a million families? Man, today I got one of the power player from my mastermind to take his time to come and share with you guys how he made, uh, what, 200 what, man? 232,000 on one assignment. On, on one wholesale deal, and it's a storage unit. He's, uh, he's gonna share with you guys, obviously, how to find these kind of leads, how to talk to these kind of seller, and how to find the buyers. Freaking assignment fee is 230 some G. Boom! You guys, Boom, no, baby. Yeah, no further ado, man. Let's put your hand together and uh, help me welcome Fernando. What's going on, player? Hey, man, I'm doing well. It's good to see you again. You staying safe and sane right now? I'm trying, bro. I'm trying, dude. <laughs> no corona right now. I'm laying up <laughs> on corona right now, man. But uh, you guys, uh, Fernando and his uh, Fernando and his partner Stephen, man, these two guys are super down to earth. They're super freaking funny. To, to hang out with, easy to talk to, and uh, he, they add a ton and a ton of value uh, to the CG Mastermind, man. So I'm so excited, bro, and I want to say, Fernando, thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, Fernando, for those of you, for those that obviously don't know you, man, could you share a little bit about your story, your background, how you got into real estate and all that, bro? Yeah, man. So let's, uh, let's start from the beginning. Um, so I'm the, the child of two immigrants from Brazil. And uh, when they came to the United States, they had the old school American dream, right? You go to school, you get really good grades, and then you graduate, you get a good job, and you work at that job for 40 years, and you, get, you retire with a pension, right? Well, obviously, nowadays, that's not the case anymore, especially you see right now with what's going on with the coronavirus. You know, there's a lot of people that are getting laid off from jobs they thought they, thought they would have for the rest of their life, right? So I'm growing up. At age 16, I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like a lot of real estate investors. And, and at that point, I realized, hey, I'm going to be a business owner. I didn't know exactly what type of business I was going to run at that point. Then I go to my dad and I say, hey, pops, you know, this, this book taught me a lot of really good things. There's a lot of value to running your own business as opposed to working on someone else's dream. And he said, hey, I, I completely understand, but you still got to go to college. You got to get a degree. And he basically gave me the Henry Ford answer where he said, you can go get any degree as long as it ends in the word engineering, right? <laughs> so, I, so when I'm 19 years old, I'm going to University of Illinois uh, to study an engineering degree, ag bioengineering. And at age 19, I run my first company. It was a painting company. So after class, I would call uh, a bunch of these leads that I would gather on the weekends offer to give them a paint job and then over the summer I'd employ my friends to go paint those houses right so as a 19 year old I think that first year I, I netted like 65 G's right <laughs> crazy right so I was like okay this business thing is awesome so I end up graduating with a bio a bio ag bioengineering degree I go work for a fortune 50 company and within six months I realized that it wasn't right for me by the month 13 I actually quit my job and started wholesaling full-time so did my first wholesale deal, uh, took me like four months to do, made only 2,500 bucks on it. But at the time, 2,500 bucks was a lot of money to me, especially because I had no money in savings. Um, and then from that point on, I just started doing everything that your typical real estate investor would do. I started with the wholesale, then I started buying small multifamily apartments to rent. Um, then I started fixing and flipping single family homes. I started buying and holding single family homes. And then I moved back to Chicago uh, to start up a business with one of my good buddies from college, Stephen, that you, you, you know very well. 
And when we got to Chicago, we didn't realize how bad the laws were for landlords, right? It's a super tenant friendly state. A, a tenant can not pay you. And then if you do everything right, the eviction can take anywhere from five to eight months, right? Depending on what time of sudden I'm at a, an expo, a real estate expo, and I learn about self-storage investing. No, you know, no toilets, no trash, no tenants, right? Um, and I fell in love. Uh, immediately sold all of my multifamily properties and started investing in self-storage. So that was about four years ago. In the meantime, as I was buying my first self-storage facility and my second self-storage facility, you know, I wanted to get some big checks as well. And I said, hey, well, you know, we wholesale single family and multifamilies for big checks. Why can't we also wholesale self-storage for big checks? And that's kind of what started the whole process. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, the wholesale checks in the self-storage business are fantastic. Uh, like you said, we just closed uh, last week on a 232000 assignment fee. I got another two in the pipeline that I'm not going to keep as rental. So we're going to wholesale those. One of them is going to be a $200,000 assignment fee and the other one's going to be 120,000. So right there on three deals, that's half a million dollars in assignment fees. <laughs> Boom, dude. Oh my God. Listen, if that doesn't freaking pump you up and fuel you up, I don't know what is. And let me tell you <laughs> something. Fernando is freaking funny. Steven is, man, Steven got a freaking crazy story. Have me laughing the whole entire time with him, and then when they go to Taiwan, dude, it's crazy. I love this two guys, Fernando. So, you see, for those of you who's out there chasing deals, oh, it's the numbers of deals. Oh, I did 10 deals or 20 deals or 60 deals this month. Still, Fernando did one deal, <laughs> right? Fernando, all he needs to do is one deal, baby. So, that's it, that's it baby. So, now, Fernando, tell me, man, so with the storage unit. Like, how do you find these kind of uh, seller, man? Yeah. So before I go into that, I'm going to let me talk a little bit about why we do self-storage as opposed to single family and multifamily. Right. Mm. We still have a, a small single family and multifamily wholesaling business in Chicago, but we do self-storage nationally. And the reason why is with self-storage, there's nine things that we really prefer over all the other asset classes. Number one, it has historically higher returns than those other asset classes. So between 1994 and 2017, the S&P 500 only returned about 5.5%. Multifamily did a little bit better, returned about 13% on average. And self-storage returned 17.5%. So that 4% that difference between multifamily and self-storage may not seem like a lot, but you got to realize that interest is compounded, right? So if you look at that 4% compounded, if you invested $100,000 in the S&P 500 in 1994, that money would be worth about half a million dollars in 2017, right? If you invested that same 100,000 into apartment buildings in 1994, by 2017, that would be worth about 1.7 million. That same 100,000 invested in 1994 in self-storage in 2017 would be worth a little over $4 million. So that that 4% compounding is over $2.5 million more return than apartment buildings. The second thing is, okay, well, if the property you know, has really high returns, that must mean it's really risky, right? That's actually not the case either. So if you look between 2007 and 2009, you know, during the last recession, 
The S&P 500 lost 22%, right? That's huge. Multifamily on average lost about 7%. Self-storage on average lost about 3.5%. So much less risk, right? The next thing that we love is that the leverage that's offered to us is phenomenal. The last three deals that we closed on ourselves uh, to keep it as buy and holds, we got 100% financing on them. One of them, the one that we closed in Tennessee, we bought it for $725,000. It needed about $60,000 in work and it appraised for $1.2 million. So the bank just gave us $825,000. We walked away from closing with cash. It was a cash out purchase, right? Tell me what other asset you can do that with, right? So the reason why we get such great leverage is because the banks historically know that self-storage has the lowest default rate of any real estate asset class. And in the rare chance that it actually defaults, the loss to the bank per the default is much lower than other asset classes. So for example, in let's say January of 2018, multifamily loans were defaulting at about 1.8%. Uh, office buildings were defaulting at about seven and a half percent and healthcare was defaulting at about 11%. Self-storage was defaulting at 0.04%. Just to show you the scale, the 10x, you know, times less default. And then on those defaults, self-storage, every time there's a default, the bank would only lose about 0.8% of the value of their loan. Whereas in multifamily, it was 4%. Uh, healthcare was like five to 6%. Retail was up to 7% of a loss of the bank. So the bank realizes that it's safer for them to hold these loans on their books than any other real estate asset. And that's why they come to us for this types of leverage, right? Wow. There's a couple other points that I'll just gloss over because we don't have a lot of time here, but a lot easier management, right? I can manage a thousand units of self-storage with maybe one and a half people, whereas a thousand units of multifamily, you're going to need five, six property managers, right? It's a fragmented market. Over 75% of self-storage are owned by mom and pop investors. They only own one or two facilities, right? With multifamily, most of the multifamily properties are owned by these big conglomerates, these big real estate investment trusts, Okay. The best thing that I really love is instead of, you know, with multifamily, you're guided by tenant landlord law or eviction law, which is really, you know, it's, it's not really good for the investor. It's always more in the tenant's favor. With self-storage, everything is guided based off of lien law. So there are no evictions. Everything's an auction. If you don't pay me within 30 to 45 days, I sell all your stuff. I get all my money back and I have a tenant the same day moving in. No turnover costs, no waiting, no having to list it with a real estate agent to go get a tenant. It works so much better. And then it has all these additional profit centers other than rent, right? Multifamily, you're maybe getting rental income. You're maybe getting a little bit of maybe laundry income, right? With self-storage, I can get, I could rent box or rent trucks. I can get uh, boxes and moving supplies I can sell, cell phone towers, billboard income. I can sell tenant insurance and get, uh, get a portion, you know, up to 60% of that premium. There's all these different factors, right? So that's the main reason I love self-storage over the other asset classes. And I put my money where my mouth is. As soon as I learned how great self-storage was, I sold all of my multifamily, almost 50 units. I sold in a period of about 18 months and reinvested everything into self-storage. So let's get to the part that you really care about. How do you find these people? 
right? So I had a three-pronged approach. Number one, because I'm a wholesaler, what are we good at? Direct mail, right? We know how to find these people. Wholesalers aren't real estate companies. They're marketing companies. We have to market for sellers. We have to market for buyers, right? So here's what I did. There is a land classification system called the NAICS. N-A-I-C-S. It classifies land use. So all self-storage facilities are classified under one code. That code is 531130. 531130. Okay. I went to my local data broker. It could be list source, it can be a private company. We use a private company based out of Chicago here by us. And I said, hey, here's the code I want you to use. Find every facility that meets this code. But then before you send me those leads, I want you to scrub out all the big time guys. Okay. I want you to take out the top 100 operators because they're never going to sell to me at a price I want. So take those guys out. And then I also want you to scrub out the top 50 professional management companies for self-storage because they're never going to sell to me at a price that I want. Right. I don't want any professional investors. I only want mom and pop owners. So he gave me a list. I started with uh, a list of 24 states and I narrowed it down to about 7,000 leads. Okay. Then I just sent them letters, just like we do as wholesalers. I say, hey, my name's Fernando. I just bought a self-storage facility. I'm, I'm ready to buy my next two. Would you be interested in selling? Um, we give fair prices. Just give me a call. All it needs is about five, 10 minutes to gather some information, and I can give you an offer, right? So that's what we did. And from that one list of 7,000 sellers, we purchased for our personal portfolio, $11 million worth of self-storage facilities that's kicking out roughly uh, probably around $450,000 a year in NOI. And then we also have one of those deals was a wholesale deal that we made that $232,000. The other two are also wholesale deals, one for $200,000 and the other one for $120,000, right? So from one list of 7,000 leads, I was think I was paying maybe 25 cents a lead. I increased my, my assets under management by $11 million and then put half a million dollars of cash into my pocket. Right. Dude, Fernando, man, you, bro, dude, your, dude, your whole thing, man, it, it got me captured. Very, very interested, man. So it's like, it's like, you're not just talking to the audience, bro, but you're talking to me too, man. So let me ask you, let me ask you, this is exciting, bro. So, so you get this list from list source. So I use the local data broker. And if any of your listeners or subscribers want to just shoot me a quick DM on Instagram um, or Facebook, I'll connect them with my guy at my data company and tell them, hey, give, give, these, give Kong's people the same list you gave me, right? And I'll connect you. But yeah, you can, you can pull these things off a list source. You can, anywhere that provides data. I personally like to use smaller data companies because when I have a data analyst I can talk to personally on the phone or go visit their office, we can get a lot more synergy and I can get what I want done a lot easier than having to try to play around with like, say, list sources, you know, this drop down, click these types of lists. I want a guy to create a list for me custom based on what I'm asking for, right? Man, you guys, let me tell you, man. Um, Fernando is a, this guy here, man, is a true go giver. And uh, what he did for me in CG is absolutely incredible. So, 
Imagine if you don't have to go find buyers, buyers anymore, where you can actually list your wholesale deal on the MLS. That's what Fernando did for me, man. We just listed our first wholesale deal. I think it was two days ago. I'll keep you guys posted. I'm actually going to do a video and post it on Instagram today. But dude, thank you so, so much, bro. I think that will be a game changer for those that can do that. And uh, obviously, if you'd like to hear more about it, just comment below and maybe I'll do a video on it and post it on here. But Fernando, for those that want to reach out to you on Facebook or Instagram, man, where can, where, where can they connect with you, bro? Yeah, all my social media, my handles are The Storage Stud. The yeah. Storage Stud. <laughs> the Storage Stud, bro. Love it, yeah. dude. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. You can also go to the, thestoragestud.com if you want to go to my website. Our investment company is called Titan Wealth Group. So you can go to titanwealthgroup.com if you want to participate in our deals. Um, we also partner with new investors. So say you don't know what you're doing. My whole thing is don't worry about step Z, right? Get step A down first. Find a self-storage facility. Don't worry about how to close it or find a buyer or anything. Find the self-storage facility and then just call Fernando, right? And I will show you how to underwrite it. I'll show you, I'll give you my contracts. I put it under contract. I'll show you how to get everything to closing. I'll help you find a buyer for it and let's partner on the deal. We've already done this with a couple CG members, right? Uh, two CG members we've partnered with on a lot of self-storage facilities. You know, John Carcone, John Carcone found a self-storage facility in Alabama. He called me up and then we ended up doing the deal with him, got a really good deal on it. He found another two deals uh, in Kansas that are worth $5 million. We got those deals under contract and then we actually created a seller finance second position on those two deals by tapping in Eddie Speed over at Note School. And he came in and helped us negotiate this crazy creative seller finance deal that basically gave us free money. It's awesome. You guys, I mean, listen, I mean, this, I think this is what's mastermind for. They're super powerful because you can, like, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to get everything figured out, right? You just, you, you just need to do one thing and then you get people that knows how to do the rest and they just comes in and really helps you out. And I remember this quote, man. It said, it like, like, um, what is it? I, it, it said, if you want to go, if you want to go, um, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Right. And so that's, not, that's what we've done. I mean, every one of, since we started, we were always pro partnering, right? It's all about abundance mentality. Don't be scarcity mentality. Don't think that you need to squeeze every little penny out of a deal or screw people over to get an extra penny on a deal. Cause guess what? You may make more money than the straight and narrow guys on your first couple deals, but then all of a sudden your reputation is going to precede you and no one's going to want to do deals with you. No one's going to want to be around you. Whereas when you're acting from a place of abundance and you give and give and give with nothing in expectation in return, guess what? That starts coming back to you 10 in a hundred fold. Some of the best deals we've ever done are partnerships with people where we just help them not expecting anything in return. And all of a sudden they call us back a year or two, three years later and say, Hey, Fernando, I got 5 million bucks. You know, what could we do with this? I got a million bucks. What, what could we do with this? Right. Oh man, incredible. Okay, so you guys, I don't know about you, but Fernando, yes, I, I want to connect with you, bro. And I, basically, um, dude, I'm going to reach out, give me the list. I, I'm going to do what it is that I need to do in my states once I get that, bro. And then I'm going to send over and I'll have you do uh, the rest. Yeah, man. And one, one thing that I'd love to learn from you, Con, 
Man, your virtual assistant game is on point. You know, we have three virtual assistants right now, and we want to move our single family and multifamily business completely virtual, and then 80% of our self-storage business virtual. So I'll gladly show you how to do this self-storage thing if you can show me how to get my VAs in line and, and get them to, you know, really perform like yours do. Done, dude. Done, done, done. See, you guys, for those of you who – um. For those of you who have a meet Fernando in person, dude, he's super freaking funny, all right? And, and like I said, this, this guy, man, him and Steven are, are truly go-giver, and uh, they do what they say, man. And I share this, you know, on my Instagram and, and on TikTok. Stories, right, is what connects people. But character, man, is what keeps the relationship, right? So people, when they hear your story, they can relate to you, right? And then they want to connect with you. But character. It's, it's exactly what Fernando said, man, right? If you try to pin, pin and pinch everything, if you try to squeeze every dollar out, dude, character, who you are, do what you say and say what you do, dude, it's what, you are, it's what actually keeps the relationship long-term. So now, for Fernando, <clears throat> so the thing is like, uh, do you teach people to do this, man? Yeah, so I, I just kind of help people as they go. Um, now that there's been a lot of people, you know, reaching out and asking me, uh, I think the best way to kind of use my time is to create some type of coaching program. So I'm working on that right now. Um, it's probably not going to be ready for another three months or so, three to six months. But yeah, right now it's just kind of a, if you got a deal, if you found a property, a self-storage deal, just reach out and I'll partner with you and I'll teach you how to do it all the way through. You can just literally sit right next to me as I'm doing the negotiations, as I'm, you know, I'm putting the deal under contract, as I'm finding the buyers, as I'm doing the underwriting on everything. Dude, that's, that is amazing, man. So listen, you guys, for those of you who are starting out, you know, and I say this a lot too, it's that, you know, just like, just like Fernando just said, man, do step number one, right? Yeah. It, dude, it's, and then if you want to learn a lot, man, it takes a long time, right, to learn how to do everything. Dude, do step number one, right? And, and just like, uh, just like uh, Fernando uh, has mentioned, don't, dude, just, I would do step number one first, right? And reach out and then hit connect and then have Fernando kind of do the whole, dude, once you do a couple of times, dude, you can go off and do it on your own if you wanted to. I got a great quote that I always think about, especially when I was first starting out in real estate about five years ago. It's go as far as you can see, right? And then once you get there, you'll be able to see farther. So don't worry about, you know, closing a deal with a cash buyer if you don't even have a deal yet to underwrite, right? So find the deal first. Once you have the deal, then you can call me and we can figure out how to underwrite it together. Then once we figure out how to underwrite it, then we can go and negotiate with the seller and put it under contract. Once we do that, then we can, I can show you how to create the marketing package and then go find these buyers. And then once we do that, I can show you how to negotiate with the buyers, have them close, and then have a huge check come to you straight from closing. <laughs> See, well, the, you guys, the reason why I point this out, Kiss, listen to me. What, even though I, I've been wholesaling single family home, dude, I, I think it's, it's going to be different from this. So what Fernando just said, man, is already overwhelming for me. That's why I say, hey, listen, bro, I'm just going to stick with what I'm doing, right? Okay. And, and I'm going to market and find a good deal. I'll send it over to you, bro, and I'll just let you do the rest, right? Yeah. So the thing is what Fernando just said, man, step number one, I get so many people reach out and say, Kong, 
dude, I need, I, I, hey, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do, dude, you ha have you done step number one? Like, have you done it yet? If you haven't, have you haven't sent out your marketing, well, do that first. If you haven't talked to seller and lock, if you open the contract, do that first. All right. So, hey, Fernando, let, let me ask you this, man. What type of buyers, what type of buyer would buy storage? Like, I, 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 uh, like, is it different than single family and multi? Yeah. So this is one of the greatest things that I learned as far as on the wholesale side from the smaller deals moving to the commercial deals, right? A small self storage facility, the smallest one that we've wholesale was 300,000, right? That was tiny. Some of the bigger ones that we're doing are in the four or $5 million range. So your buyer's a different type of buyer. You know, when a single family buyer, there's always a risk that they don't have the money or they might get denied by the hard money lender, what have you, right? With self-storage buyers, it's less emotional because it's all about the numbers. That's how self-storage is done. It's not about what block it's on or where, you know, the kitchen is located or what color it is. What they care about is what is the cap rate, right? What is the NOI that's coming to me? These types of buyers have much bigger pockets, right? Because they're buying million dollar assets two, three, four times a year, as opposed to your small single family buyer that may only buy one deal and he's trying to pay for that deal using credit cards, you're not gonna find a self-storage buyer that's gonna pay you with credit card money, right? You're not gonna find a self-storage buyer that's gonna pay you with hard money loans. Most of these deals are either done cash or they're done with a line of credit or they're done with a bank that's already lined up and the bank's willing to do it, right? You don't have to worry about, oh, you know, we're not allowing conventional financing on this one. Conventional financing is perfect for self-storage because the banks love it, you know? Gotcha. So now, uh, now, let me ask you, bro. Typically, once you got a deal on a contract to find a buyers, how like uh, how quick is the closing, man? What's, what's yeah. the time frame? Forty-five to sixty days. So that yeah. let's talk about that last deal I did. That two hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars assignment fee. Okay, yeah. it's a small facility, or I, I say small. It's an eight hundred thousand dollars facility in Hiawatha, Iowa. Okay. We got under contract at 800,000. We got all the finances, we got all the paperwork. Once it was under contract, we immediately looked at our underwriting and said, okay, what would the market pay for this, right? And it was probably worth about 1.2 million. And we said, okay, but if we wanna be good wholesalers and we want buyers that are gonna be repeat buyers, we gotta give them a, a slamming deal, right? So what we ended up doing was we found a 1031 buyer he was just looking for stabilized income. He didn't want to do any value add. He just wanted a deal that's kicking out cash every day, right? We gave it to him for a million thirty-two thousand, right? So we gave him a hundred and hundred and seventy, hundred sixty-eight thousand dollar discount on that deal, with it already pumping out cash day one, and he totally loved it. Plus, he was in a bind, right? He just sold a bunch of properties, and he had a hundred eighty days to reinvest that money into an, an asset that was of equal or greater value or else he was going to get hit with a $300,000 tax bill, right? So he was totally, totally open to buying the self-storage facility as soon as possible. And because it was a 1031 deal, that means he was a cash buyer. He brought a million thirty-two cash to the table. Dang, bro. Man, so, so now, uh, on, on that one, uh, Fernando. So, what does the closing cost like with that? Is it pretty much uh, the same? 
I mean, they're much higher than single family, right? So I can hear, I'll pull up the HUD for you. So you can see exactly how much it was. All right. Now, Fernando, do you have like, um, I know that uh, you're also a realtor in uh, Chicago, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you guys have like a meetup or RIA or anything like that? Yeah, not yet. So that's another thing that a lot of people have been asking me to start is some type of meetup group or RIA group. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing that here pretty soon. I just got to wait for this whole coronavirus thing to, you know, blow over. Maybe I just start up a, you know, a virtual meetup. Yeah. Uh, do you think, would you or any of your listeners out there, is that something that they would be interested in? Well, we shall find out. So you guys comment below, reach out to Fernando and hit him up on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn and let him know that if you would be interested, if he hosts like a webinar class, like, you know, like a, like an online web class, because the reason why I asked that, dude, dude, you're such a go-giver, man, because most people, when they, you know, when they start teaching people, they're afraid to give, to, they're, they're afraid to like give information, right? Dude, but, but you're such a go-giver, dude, that I, I think that a lot of people is going to get a, a lot of value out of this, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, so it looks like closing costs on this one were uh, we had about fifty eight hundred for bringing the taxes current. Um, we had title fee of about two grand. We had a phase one environmental report that was eighty three hundred. Um, and then we had an attorney closing cost of uh, 350 bucks. That was it. Oh, and then there was a, there was a fee to the 1031 intermediary of 1500 bucks. Okay. And the thing is, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's such a small percentage. So let me ask you, Fernando, when, when you guys, when you, so do you just assign it or, or do you guys do a double closing or uh, like? No, that know? was just a straight up assignment. He saw Right on the HUD, the buyer knew exactly how much money we were making, but he didn't care, right? Because if he didn't spend that million thirty-two thousand dollars, he was going to be get hit with a three hundred thousand dollar tax bill. Yeah. So we gave him a discount on the as-is value of the property. It was cash flowing day one, and we saved him an extra three hundred thousand dollars in taxes. Makes sense, man. Makes sense. So basically, all the closing costs is straight up assignment, so the buyer would have to pay for the closing costs. Yep. Yep. Got yeah. It. We didn't pay any closing costs. My net fee was 232,000. That's how much of the check was. That's what I want to hear, baby. Fernando, yeah. dude, this is so awesome, man. I mean, dude, this, this interview here just sucked me in, bro, because this is a whole new thing. And I'm, dude, I, I'm excited. So I want, Hey, link me up with that guy. I'm going to start doing some marketing and uh, let's yeah. see what I can find in my area, man. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Fernando, before uh, we wrap this up, man, any last words that you want to say to the viewer, the audience, this is follow, subscribe. Yeah, so we have a couple projects we're working on here uh, coming up, some bigger projects. I have one deal that's a $12 million project, and then I have another deal that is going to be a combination, a portfolio of about seven properties. That's going to be also around $12 million, $13 million bucks. So I know there's people out there that they're, they're trying to think, hey, what do I do now that the, the stock market has crashed and my tenants aren't paying me rent in my single family and multifamily homes? You know, give me a call. If you guys want to participate in my deals, I always like bringing in partners into my deals. Awesome. And one, one, one more time, Fernando, how do people 
Um, get a hold of you. Yeah. So at the storage stud. So my handle on all my social media is the storage stud. You can go to the storage stud.com. You can even just Google my name, Fernando Angelucci, uh, or you can go to uh, our investment website, which is titanwealthgroup.com. Dude, that is a sick last name, bro. Uh, say that one more time, dude. My last name? Yeah, bro. That's a sick last name, dude. That's, it's Fernando Angelucci. So A-N-G-E-L-U-C-C-I. Awesome. Fernando, I want to say, man, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I hope everyone that's watching, I hope you guys get a lot of value out of this. Um, you guys want to partner in any of uh, uh, Fernando's deal, reach out to him. And uh, you guys, thank you so much for watching. Until next time, take care. Thanks a lot, Fernando. That was awesome, bro. Thanks, Con. Later, bro.